This is an ABC podcast. All aboard! Hi, ni hao, and welcome to Animal Sound Safari. I'm Lawrence, and I'm your safari guide. Each safari, I'm going to take you to a different part of the world to meet a very special animal. Now, have a good sniff around. I'm barking mad for this animal. See if you can work out who we're going to visit today. And how will we get there? One of the coolest parts of every safari is that we travel across the world in our magic safari mobile. The magical safari mobile can turn into any kind of vehicle we need, and it travels really, really fast. So, can you guess who we're meeting on today's Animal Sound Safari? That's right, the dog. Ow! But we're not just going to meet any old cute little dog. We're meeting the fastest pooch in the world, the greyhound. Why greyhounds? I hear you ask. Because my furry friends, greyhounds are the reason humans call dogs man's best friend. So come on, let's find out why. So, we're going to meet the greyhound on today's safari. But before we sprint away, let's pause and reflect on what we think we already know about greyhounds. They've been used for racing a lot, so they can eat rabbits and things. They, you can see their bones. They're extremely thin. Yeah, they have not much fat on them at all. I quite like them. I think they're cute. But then, yeah, a lot of people think they're scary because they have sharp teeth and blood and go. People think they're really energetic and fast, but they can only run short distances really fast. Then for most of the day, they're just lying down sleeping. Apparently. I'm not scared of greyhounds. I I know they're really fast. They wear nozzles because they sometimes might bite people. I'm not scared of them because they're like one of the weaker sorts of dogs. They're super yeah. ugly. They're extremely ugly. They have like it's they're so thin that you can see their bones. Okay, so some mixed feelings there. Some people think greyhounds are a bit scary or unfriendly. I wonder why that is. I need to speak to my animal buddy Laura. She works back at Animal Sound Safari headquarters, and she knows everything about animals. Lawrence to base. Lawrence to base. Do you read me? Over. This is Laura Lawrence. Over. Hey, Laura. Okay. I've got a serious question for you. Why are some people scared of greyhounds? Hmm, that's a good question, Lawrence. I wonder if it's because humans often think that cute things need to be fluffy and cuddly, but greyhounds are tall. They're skinny, and they look like they're always hungry. Plus, greyhounds often have to wear muzzles around their mouths, which makes us scared that they might want to bite us. You're right. But why do they wear muzzles? Well, Lawrence. It's because many greyhounds have been brought up by humans to race against each other, mostly just so humans can win or lose money. And it 
is kind of sad that some people think that greyhounds are mean, though, because many of them are actually really gentle and good-natured. They can make great family pets. Greyhounds are also one of the oldest dog breeds in the world. Maybe that's why they're mentioned in the Bible. Holy moly! Yeah, and they're the only dog mentioned in the Bible. Greyhounds are so special that one of them, named Ginfor, was made into a saint. The only dog saint ever. Saint Ginifor! Like, is that because Ginifor was so fetching? <laughs> you get it? Fetching? Like, you know, good looking but also fetching a ball? What a good joke. But no, it's because he was so loyal. Ginifor the Greyhound once saved a baby from a snake. Saved a baby from a snake? Okay, that's impressive. Okay, we'll report back at the end of our safari to tell you what we've learned. Over and out. Over and out, Lawrence. Right. Oh, time to get the magical safari mobile fired up. This baby's not just kind of fast, it can travel at the speed of light. Pretty sweet ride, huh? We're going to have a guess. It's to a country where some roads have no speed limits. It's in Europe. It's Germany! So hop in and take a seat. Yep, sit down. I said sit. Sit. Now stay. All right, now put on your leash. Whoa, whoa, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I mean put on your seatbelt. Okay, onwards to Germany! Oh, no, hang on. I don't know where I put my keys. Where are they? Oh, they're in my hands. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, wow, this is fast. Hold on tight. Woo! All right. Hey, look at those mountains. They're going by super duper quick. And all right, we're almost there. Ah, welcome in to Germany. Okay, out we jump. Oh, boy, I really need to stretch my legs there. Whoa, hey, heel, heel. All right. Wow, I like the look of this place. I can see lots of dogs. Actually, there are more than five million pet dogs in Germany. Just pause and think about that fact for a minute, will you? Get it? Pause? Like a, like a dog's feet? <laughs> oh, Lawrence, you cracked me up. Right now, we're in a place called Potsdam, a city just outside the German capital, Berlin, to meet Karina. Now, she's here to help us dig up the story of dogs being our best friends. Hey, Karina. Guten Tag, Lawrence. Guten Tag. Oh, yeah, that's how you say hello in German, isn't it? That's right. Do you want to try and say Guten Tag with me? Guten Tag. Nice work. Welcome to Sanssouci. The summer palace of Friedrich der Große, or in English, Frederick the Great, King of Prussia. Wait, wait, did, did you say the King of Prussia? Like Russia with a P in front of it? But we're in Germany. 100 years ago, Germany was part of the Kingdom of Prussia. King Frederick the Great lived here at Sanssouci a long time ago. When he wasn't off fighting battles, he would walk through the grounds with his pet greyhounds. This would be a perfect place for greyhound puppies to run around. These palace gardens are huge. Wait, what's, what's that over there? Oh, are they 
Are they graves? Yes, they are. That's King Frederick's grave and those others are the graves of his beloved greyhounds. Can you see the name on this one here? This one? I think it says Bish? Wow, what a nice name. It rhymes with leash. Well, Bish was the most beloved of all King Frederick's dogs. He loved nothing more than the sound of her Hunde die Bellen. Her, her what a what? Her Hunde die Bellen. Bluffen? Kleffen? Her Wauwau. Wow. Oh, her bark. In English, we have a few different names for the sounds dogs make too. Wow, wow. All right, on the count of three, let's try it. One, two, three. Wow, wow. Okay, Karina. Can you tell us why King Frederick started to call dogs man's best friend? Of course. For this story, Lawrence, I will need you to play the role of King Frederick the Great. Well, I mean, I am pretty great, so... We also need to go back in time to the year 1748. Back to when people couldn't text or call or email each other. They had to dip special pens into pots of ink and write letters on paper that would often take weeks or months to reach someone's mailbox. How did they ever survive back then with no phones? <sighs> okay, let's hear the story of King Frederick. King Frederick is sitting at his desk with his favourite dog, Beige, by his side. Who's a good girl? You're a good girl. You're the best girl in the world, Beige. Daddy loves you. Now, stop looking at me with those eyes. I must get back to my very important letter. Frederick, the King of Prussia, is known throughout the world as a strong and forceful fighter. Could this letter be calling his troops to the next great battle? Dearest Folichon, it is I, Beast the Dog. My master wishes for me to send his love to your master. Those are not fighting words. King Frederick is writing a letter to his sister's dog, Folichon, pretending to be his dog Beesh. Hang on, wait, wait. So I'm King Frederick who's writing a letter, but he's pretending to be a dog. Huh. Frederick and his sister Wilhelmine write these puppy pen pal letters to each other their whole lives. And even though the king has many greyhounds, Beesh is always top dog. She is so important to the king that he takes her into the battlefield. Hey, wouldn't I, King Frederick, not take her into battle if I loved her? I mean, battle is dangerous. Things were a bit different back then. Just picture this. The greyhounds had their own personal carriage that they travelled in. In fact, all of the soldiers in Frederick's army are ordered to call the hounds ladies. M my lady, please don't do your business here. Come over to here, to this nice patch of grass. Sometimes, though, Beesh doesn't stay in the safety of the lady carriage. She is so loyal to Frederick that she insists on riding side saddle on his horse, even in the thick of fighting. Now I want to tell you about one particular day. On this day, King Frederick and Beesh are riding through a small town in dangerous territory. It's just them and one soldier with the rest of the pack lagging behind. Suddenly, King Frederick halts. Up ahead, he spots some super scary Hungarian dragoons. Hungarian dragons? No, not dragons. 
dragoons. They are soldiers on horseback who can fight with swords and guns. Oh, phew. Not dragons, at least, but still, that's pretty scary. Usually, King Frederick wouldn't care about the dragoons. But because it's just him, Biche and one other soldier, he knows he is in trouble. So there's only one thing to do. Follow me. Frederick, Biche and the lone soldier ride quickly and quietly to a nearby wooden bridge. Come on, come on. They hide underneath, listening as the gallops of the dragoons' horses grow louder and louder. But Biche is a very noisy dog. She likes to make her thoughts known by barking, even if no one is there to listen. <laughs> Frederick knows that a single bow will be fatal. So he holds Biche close and whispers, We must be silent, my lady, or we will be killed. Sensing her master's fear, Biche trembles and tries to vow, but stops just in time. And then I said to the guy, I said, Your mother has the face of a dragon. <laughs> the Hungarian dragoons pass overhead and Biche stays totally still. Well done, my lady. When the coast is clear, Frederick leads Biche and his soldier back to the rest of their troop. The soldiers are so relieved to see the king. Biche and King Frederick lived side by side for many more years. Until one day, when she is old, Biche gets sick. The king calls at least ten doctors to help. Please help her, please! My dear lady, my best friend! But they cannot save poor Biche. No, Biche! <laughs> When the king looks back on his life's greatest loves, it's not winning wars, it's not the riches, it's not even ruling an entire kingdom. It's Biche, his great greyhound. Eventually, King Frederick puts away his puppy penpa letters and instead writes his own life story, an autobiography. And in it he says... Ein Hund ist der beste Freund des Menschen, which means Dogs are a man's best friend. Oh, poor Biche, poor King Frederick. Who would have thought that one of history's toughest men had such a soft spot for dogs? Oh, thank you so much, Karina. My pleasure, Lawrence. I must be off. It's getting late and my best friend, named Strolci, gets very upset if I'm not home to take him for his afternoon walk. Auf Wiedersehen. That means goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. I think I said that right. Well, it's time for us to head back to the safari mobile because we need to file our safari report. Lawrence to base. Lawrence to base. Laura, do you read? Copy that, Lawrence. Go ahead and file your safari mission report, please. All right, reporting. King Lawrence the Great, dog lover. I love dogs even more than I did before, and I think I want a greyhound. Lawrence! But I do! Before you go, let me give you a bonus fact about greyhounds. They're super fast, 
But they also sleep for 18 hours a day. So their nickname is the world's fastest couch potato. Whoa. So I definitely can't do the running part. That's a, that's for certain. But I think I'd be a really good couch potato. See you soon, Lawrence. Over. All right. That's it for today's safari. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride and helping us find out why greyhounds are the reason we say dogs are a man's best friend. Make sure you hit subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or listen to it on the ABC Listen app. And remember, you can write to us on the Animal Sound Safari page on the ABC website. Oh, whoa, look at that! It's a dog show! And we're here at the park where our greyhounds are getting ready to be judged for best in show. I'm your host, Lawrence Gunathilica. First up, we have our guest greyhound, Karina Gould, and our resident greyhound expert, Laura Jean McKay, showing off their magnificent pelts. <laughs> and our junior animal experts from Dulwich Hill Primary School are displaying some serious drooling skills. <laughs> Next up is creator and producer, Emma Gibbs, showing off her agility and, ooh, oh, does someone have a poo bag? She's, uh, she's had a bit of an accident. Moving on to the sound division where Bella Tropiano is displaying some magnificent barking. Woof woof. Our writer Samantha Turnbull is a picture of balance and poise in the freestyle heel work. Next up, the rescue dog agility course where supervising producer Kyla Slavin is... Oh, whoops, she's tripped over. Quickly followed by executive producer Justine Kelly, who's more interested in the snacks here in the announcer's box. Good girl. Good thing manager of ABC Audio Studios, Kelly Reardon, is here to keep us all in check. Good doggos. 